0: We are about to get some spray paint on the wall and get some uh, new art added to this side.
1: It's a late summer day in Kensington, a neighborhood in North Philadelphia. We're standing in front of a white brick wall, watching a local artist spray paint an original cartoon character.
0: So we're starting out with just an outline and then we're gonna fill in some color to get it going.
1: This artist isn't the only one on display here. The entire building is a collage of interconnecting artworks that create one big collaborative mural. And just around the block, there's another crater at work, high up on a forklift.
0: I just love painting with people outside and public. Again, you know, like I said, uh, art is so lonely because like you're just making art in your room or like in a studio by yourself where you don't get to experience the camaraderie that it brings. So having it outside in the street like this and having friends that are having the same goal as you in the same, like, way to... I just want to make art, improve my skills, and celebrate art in public. It's great. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. It's so awesome. Art Outside is f***ing amazing.
1: <laughs> From WHYY, this is Art Outside, a podcast about the art in our public spaces and the people who create it. I'm your host, Conrad Bennett. In this episode, we sit down with Justin Nagdalon, who goes by the artist name El Toro. We'll talk with him about the signature character he's known for, the hand-drawn sticker scene he helped to create here in Philadelphia, and why in the last year Justin decided to come out of anonymity and publicly claim his artworks, his heritage, and his community. Justin's passion was ignited decades ago, when he was just a kid living a world away from Philly. Okay, so you're in the Philippines to your 10 and you just mm-hmm. mentioned that it really inspired your art. Can you expand on that? Yeah, um, you
0: know, I think it's it's how I grew up, you know. There's a lot I had a lot of uh 80s toys like Thundercats, uh uh He-Man toys, G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Turtle toys growing up. Um, I think that really informed me with my art now because before it was very reg- regimented and like with any art style you kind of have to get the basics the foundations down. But now, you know, now that I have a good, strong foundation, I I'd thought about what it was growing up in the Philippines. And I was like, you know, what? that was like a lot happier times mm-hmm. and a lot better times. So, like, like, let me just focus on that and let me express that through what I learned, you know, uh, through my talent. Was moving to the U.S. hard then? It was. It was. Basically, like, I was the 1% Asian in that whole <laughs> community or the whole town. And I think that's where mm. art became my best friend
1: how many of us can relate. In moments of our lives when we feel alone, we turn to art for comfort. Books, movies, music, or in Justin's case, cartoons and comics. In his earliest memories of the U.S., art popped up in some surprising places. I think I saw it
0: when I went to New York for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, my mom took the family to go see the whole thing of like uh, Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, and then I think and then, like, um, Empire State Building. But in that time, going into the tunnel, it was just graffiti everywhere. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, what is that? And what is that art? <laughs> yeah, Because I've been drawing just cartoons, comic books,
1: but I didn't know that side of art. This opened Justin's mind. He realized that his craft wasn't just a solo act, like the doodling he had done alone in his room. Art could be communal.
0: From there, I picked up a sticker first. So it wasn't an aerosol can. It was like, I knew that was like where I want to go. But I was like, you know what? Let me like practice. Yeah, baby steps. I don't need to do that. Plus, I was also broke. But I had Sharpies and
1: free stickers from the postal office. So I was like, well, let's do this first. (laughs) Stickers are a huge part of the Philly street art scene. They might be easy to miss if you're not paying attention, but when you look closely, you'll find thousands of tiny original artworks hidden in plain sight all over the city. I'm sure most people have seen a sticker, right? When we're talking about sticker art, what are we talking about? Are you getting stickers from the store? Are you getting it from the post yeah. office? Are you um, using markers? Talk about it.
0: Okay. So um, stickers, to me, you can go anything with an adhesive backing is a sticker, Right. Um, so people have taken postal labels or Hello My Name Is is the most common one that people have you know, seen in their lives without realizing. And then you use usually like um, a paint marker because the paint marker lasts longer outside through the elements. And that's what you want for your sticker to do is like you know, see, be seen by as many people as possible. We'll
1: talk about placement. Where are you putting these stickers?
0: Uh, my preferred place is what I call empty spots. Basically, before before the stickers, I just saw that the back of signs of like, mm-hmm. you know, Philadelphia is n- notorious for parking signs, and there's it's almost like a paragraph of like <laughs> Monday through Thursday. There's like multiple signs per pole, so I was like, but there was nothing ever behind it, you know. So I I those signs are just so dreadful that so I was like, maybe there's something cute that I can do behind it and like take up this spot, and you know. Have someone notice this besides like being angry at whatever, the two hour, can I park here in
1: two hours? (laughs) So I love the back of signs. That's the beauty of hand-drawn stickers. They take those empty spots, as Justin calls them, like the backs of parking and traffic signs, and turn them into creative spaces. And oftentimes, these stickers don't just represent individuals, but also communities of artists that have formed to rally and support each other.
0: I think the sticker community here in Philadelphia and throughout the world is very strong. Um, It's finding, you know, your group of weirdos that that (laughs) also like to draw on stickers, which is such a weird
1: niche. But once it clicks, it clicks, man. Coming up, we'll introduce you to Justin's original character and talk about what inspired him to come out of anonymity and take on more commissioned public art projects. That's next on Art Outside. This is probably 7 feet to 10 or
0: 12 feet wide. It's nice, Couple bricks.
1: This is Art Outside, and we're back with Justin, also known as El Toro. We have uh, El Toro, my character, on the right-hand
0: side. He is in this uh, mischievous pose where he's looking back at you with his tongue out on and, uh, and spray painting. Um, a spray paint cloud is coming out of a,
1: a spray paint can on his, one of his hands. Justin's newest mural includes his iconic original character, who's also named El Toro. The character El
0: Toro, huh, how can I describe him? He's taken a lot of evolutions from the 20 years I've been doing him uh, and been creating him. I think he just grows up with me, basically. Mm. Uh, so he is inspired by Carabao, which is a water buffalo in the Philippines. And I grew I grew up just seeing them on the road or was like when we go on vacations and stuff, so they were just out there. Um, so he's a humanoid horned figure, um, usually smiling or have a goofy like snarky face on him. Uh, He's been huge and big and bulky but now he's a little more slim and petite and also exists in like a chibi form which is like a Japanese kawaii. So at this form I really like drawing him in this like more cute cuddly kind of way where he's like to me I've been describing him as like a male Hello Kitty. Which is also cute and kawaii, but also has a little mischievous side to him. A little bit of vandalism side. You know, make it a little saucy.
1: El Toro is accompanied in this mural by a handful of supporting
0: characters. And on the left side of him is a reddish-pinkish heart with uh, vampire fangs. And on the left side of that is a lightning bolt with googly eyes. So... uh, it's a visual uh, kind of emoji talk where, you know, you don't really need the barriers of language to understand. But it's also like familiar, you know, which I love. Cause like, it's all about the visual language of what we're creating and connections and making sure that people kind of understand your, your viewpoint, but at the same time giving them an opportunity to interpret it in their own way. And also hopefully create some sort of like memory or trigger a memory in which it was awesome to see this, you know, out in the streets and remind them of, like, a past joy that they had.
1: Making art has always felt essential for Justin, but especially lately. It's gotten him through hard times, like when he lost his job a few years ago.
0: And I was kind of salty at one point there, but I was like, something clicked to me. I was like, no, dude, like, this is what you've been waiting for this is exactly what you asked for (laughs) like you put this out there in the world like this is it this is you this is your first step right and like do you want to make that a salty first step and like just angry and like use that as a motivation or use what you've learned and what you've known in the past is art has always given you joy and always has been there for you as a best friend and why would that be angry
1: Losing his corporate job allowed Justin to make room for a full time art career. It's given him a new sense of purpose and it helped him decide to go public with his art.
0: Growing up and being too shy, or having my name and my face being separated, and having my art be just judged by the art itself and not the artist behind it. Um, but at this point in my career, I think I'm ready, you know? I think I'm comfortable enough. Again, this is a different space that we're all existing at this point. Um, and then uh, inclusivity and being seen and you know, uh, having my Filipino heritage be out there became important to me. Uh, before, I was not comfortable to share that just because I don't want you to think X, Y, Z. Um, but I think now that I'm more comfortable in where I am and who I am, um, I think that's it's just healthy to see, for me to show it and be present but also, now I want to be, like, I have nieces and nephews that, you know, they know I do it. And, like, being unknown versus known is so different. That, like, no, like, I want you to be proud of me. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to see me who I am and not, like, oh, he's all Torah, but, like, don't tell anybody. Or, like, right. we're going to celebrate this. You know, we're not. I'm, I'm no longer afraid of who I am. And I think that's it's such a big leap to connect and also to understand my art more. I think that's you know bridging that gap before wasn't important, but now it is, and I think I have a lot more things to say because of it.
1: A few months ago, El Toro spoke at his first public mural dedication. So you spoke at the dedication. Now that you you know, you know weren't as, as anonymous anymore, you were able to show, show up to the dedication. And there were 50-plus people there, right? You're at the podium. You're giving your speech. You have your biggest mural behind you. What is that day like? That day was
0: all love, man. It was just pure. It was all love, you know? It's bittersweet because it's ending because mm. it was such a great experience. Um, but to end it in that way where the people showed up um, and just... Supported us and like was there. It was amazing. And that's what Art Outside is capable of bringing people together. I I love seeing this, man. You know, the potential and like just the imagination of these artists to utilize this wall in this space in this scale alone is like daunting for anybody. But these artists like took it on head first and really killed it. I can't wait to see it all finished because right now it's maybe three quarters of the way done, but once it's all here it's gonna be more amazing than ever.
1: Next time on Art Outside.
0: paste is a glue that's made of flour,
1: water, and a little bit of sugar, you know, cause I'm a little sweet. <laughs> We're talking with famous Philly street artist Simone Sleep about how she got started making art in the public space. Um, I'm a big ask for forgiveness, not permission kind of girl. How she's landed projects with big national brands. I could not believe that, that I got to make something that was on the Skittles bag like across the country. That feels nuts. And how creating has helped her heal from her own trauma. We can make things that can be a container for our experience, like literally. Like we can be creating a piece of art and processing like these things that we've been through. That's next time on Art Outside. This is Art Outside. I'm your host, Conrad Benner. Our producers are Michael Alcott and Michaela Winberg. Our engineer is Charlie Kyer, with engineering help from Al Banks, Tina Kalake, and Adam Staniszewski. Our executive producer is Tom Grassler. Our theme song is Snack MF Time by Snack Time. Our tile art was created by El Toro, aka Justin Nagtalon. Special thanks to Louisa Boyle, Naomi Brito, Aubrey Costello, Grant Hill, Mike Mahalik, Alejandro Miyashiro, Sarah Moses, Mike and Scott, Jason Andrew Turner, and Kayla Watkins. Art Outside is a production of WHYY. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.